This is Mission Control, Houston. Ignition sequence start. I've been preparing for this all my life. Here's Porter on hard and taking him to school. What a great play by Jay Shante. KJ Martin climbed Bobon Mountain. T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. And you've seen tonight that we, we fought together, we stayed together, and it's about damn time, man. Six, five, four, three, two, one. NBA Draft is finally here. What's up and welcome to another episode of Locked on Rockets, the best and only daily podcast covering your Houston Rockets. As always, I am your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian and partner at Apollo Media. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin, the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets, as well as at Apollo HOU. And look, if you enjoy what we do here at Locked on Rockets, do me a favor, hit the subscribe button at our brand new YouTube channel, Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to your podcast, we would sincerely appreciate it. Now, quick reminder before starting today's show that you need to check out our live NBA Draft show coverage. It's Locked on NBA Draft 2021, brought to you by Built Bar. Get the local expert analysis following each and every single pick. Uh, follow the Locked on NBA YouTube channel today and watch our live coverage July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. We finally made it. Just, I'm still just kind of like sitting here thinking like, we went through a franchise star wanting out. We went through a 20-game losing streak. We saw Steven Silas just dejected. Uh, We saw a revolving door of 30-some-odd different players this season. All of that led to the NBA draft lottery moment where we found out the Rockets would get the number two overall pick. They actually kept their pick. And now we're finally here, NBA draft day, and the Rockets have three first round picks. They've got the number two, the number 23, and the number 24. And while I think it's kind of, at this point, not quite written in stone, ha, pun, um, I'm pretty confident that the Rockets are going to take Jalen Green with the number two overall pick. I'm fairly confident in the top four. Uh, I think the top four of this draft is very clear cut. I think it's going to be Cade Cunningham, Cade Cunningham number one, Jalen Green number two, Evan Moley number three, and then Jalen Suggs number four. I think number five, things start to get a little interesting. And so I'm going to mock uh, at the end of this episode, I'm going to mock who I think you know goes the rest of the way in the lottery, um, assuming no movement, assuming no trades, which is a whole other discussion. You know, How much action should we expect on draft night here in the in at least in the first round because there's always trades and you know people buying and selling picks and whatnot in the second round but in that first round I, you know i i kind of walk away thinking we're not going to see a whole lot of trade action honestly um out of everything going on but uh, i do want to focus on one quick thing before getting into uh my 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 picks for 23 24 my final picks before the actual draft starts up and where my head is at uh there was that little piece that came out it was like a GQ piece covering Jalen Green. And this quote was making the rounds yesterday, uh, Wednesday, basically that, you know, he dropped a quote saying, I want to live in Detroit. And a lot of Rockets fans grabbed this and were like, oh, this isn't great. This is not good for Houston. Not, not how I interpreted that quote at all. Um, Jalen has made, has, has, you know, not hidden the fact whatsoever that he believes he's the, did I say Jaden? Jalen. God, this is the first time I've made that mistake. Jalen, Jalen Green, 
has not hidden you know the fact that he wants to be the number one overall pick he believes he is the best player in this draft and he's confident is all hell about it right him saying he wants to live in detroit is him not saying i want to live in detroit and not houston it's i want to be the number one overall pick and at the same by that same token he still understands that he might not be the number one overall pick which is why he's worked out for the rockets a couple times which is why he's still very ready to become a houston rocket it's why he said you know the the team the organization it's an exciting opportunity all those different good things that he said about the houston rockets so i'm not viewing this as a oh he doesn't want to play for the rockets that's not the takeaway here the takeaway is he wants to be the number one overall pick because he thinks he's the best player in this draft Cade Cunningham, probably a slight cut above Jalen Green right now, in just in a vacuum. And that's going to be a great rivalry to watch unfold. I already talked about how great it's going to be seeing Cade and Jalen go head-to-head whenever the Rockets and Pistons play each other. And speaking of the Rockets and Pistons playing each other, we did finally get the official Summer League schedule for the Rockets, uh, and they've got... On August 8th, there so they've got four games. Uh, August 8th, they play the Cleveland Cavaliers, 5.30 Central Time. August 10th, they play the Detroit Pistons at 8 o'clock Central Time. The 12th of August, they play the Toronto Raptors at 7 o'clock Central Time. And then the 15th of August, they play the Orlando Magic at 7 p.m. Central Time. Super exciting there because I'm actually going to be in Vegas for Summer League uh, covering the team you know, in person uh for at least the back half of those two games i won't be there for the first two unfortunately so i won't be there for the likely evan mobley matchup or the Cade cunningham matchup but i'll be there for the jalen suggs and or i don't know scotty barnes matchup there you go um but summer league is going to be a ton of fun uh it's going to be great doing podcasts from a hotel room in vegas that's the whole setup is going to be super weird it'll be awesome it'll be fun um But yeah, so I mean, that's kind of, I wanted to touch base on that really quick because I saw a lot of concern with Rockets fans, you know, kind of freaking out about that quote from Jalen Green. And honestly, it was kind of a throwaway, you know, for me, and it doesn't carry a whole lot of weight other than really, really to illustrate the fact that Jalen Green wanted to be the number one overall pick. It's probably not going to happen. And that's probably going to be a fire that he has, you know, under him trying to prove, hey, Detroit, you messed up and should have taken me number one overall. And I can't wait to see him have that fire, have that mentality as a Houston Rocket. So coming up, I do want to talk about picks 23, 24, what goes on there, potential trades, who I'd like to see the Rockets take, who I've you know finally got uh, on, my, on my final mock going into uh, the NBA draft, as well as, again, you know, potential trade scenarios, all that stuff, and then kind of just my mock of what's going to be the remaining lottery picks. And we're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at rockauto.com. Because look, when you've got so many different, you know, makes and models of cars, it's basically impossible to stock every single part in a traditional chain storefront. Why would you want to, you know, drive in person, show up, and you're like, hey, I need XYZ part, and they're like, oh, we don't even carry that. Um, Just go to rockauto.com. The prices are always reliably low. Why would you want to spend up to 30, 50, or even 100% more for the exact same parts? They've got everything you need. They've got brake parts. They've got motor oil, brand new carpet, you name it. They've got it over at rockauto.com. So check out their website. It's super easy to navigate. And then when you're checking out, when you hit the little shopping cart icon in the top right corner, be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. 
And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball as we prepare for the 2021 NBA draft. Such an exciting evening for this Rockets franchise with the number two overall pick as well as 23 and 24. So again, I'm fairly confident, 98.5% the way there that they're going to pick Jalen Green number two overall. So with that, what the hell is going to happen with picks 23-24? So first off, I keep coming back to this potential trade between the Rockets and Pacers. And so I want to start there um, because I really feel like there's a lot of trade. There's there's so much that makes sense there, right? So first, we had the initial report out of the Indy Star that said the Rockets and Pacers were talking. And, you know, everybody immediately jumped to conclusions, myself included, thinking, okay, Eric Gordon, prodigal son returns to Indiana, all this stuff, right? And I don't think that was wrong because then we had the follow-up report out of uh, Bleacher Report that did mention Eric Gordon by name specifically. So I do think that there is some smoke there, and I think that there's, you know, it makes a lot of sense as to the possibility of a trade between those two teams. Rick Carlisle is definitely not the fondest head coach when it comes to rookies um, and developing, you know, fresh talent out of, out of college. You know, he wants veteran proven players to be able to take the, take that Pacers team back to where they're accustomed to being, which is a competent playoff organization. So Eric Gordon fits that bill. Eric Gordon was playing some of the best basketball of his career last season, unfortunately had the great injury, got shut down, and I was still of the opinion that the Rockets would more than likely have to play him a little bit and showcase him a little bit this upcoming season to be able to ultimately move on from his deal without sacrificing a whole lot. But in my head, the idea that I keep revisiting is, again, if if we're just talking a direct one-for-one trade with the Indiana Pacers, something along the lines of Eric Gordon... 23 and 24 for pick number 13, Jeremy Lamb, and then, you know, some kind of filler salary, you know, Edmund Sumner, probably, uh, maybe Aaron Holiday, you know, depends on, you know, who they'd like to retain between those two guys. I keep coming away thinking that is a really clean deal for both sides. And on the surface, it might seem like a lot for the Rockets to give up both of their back to back first round picks. Uh, just to move on from Eric Gordon, but it's not just moving on from Eric Gordon. That in and of itself has value. It is you know moving on from the Eric Gordon deal is huge because you've got two contracts left. Gigantic question marks around what you're going to do to offload them in John Wall and Eric Gordon. One of those is a little bit easier to offload in EG, but in this one, I don't view it necessarily as a straight up. Oh, we're paying two first round picks to get rid of Eric Gordon. No you're paying two first round picks and Eric Gordon and what his services provide to move up 10 slots in the first round, all the way to pick number 13 to get your shot at a, probably a better prospect in that range. Um, not, you know, head and shoulders above, you know, the one or two guys that you might have a shot at, at 23, 24, but a slightly higher ceiling prospect. I think you get there. I, I think maybe it's a little too early to pick, say like a Kai Jones, um, but he would be an interesting name there. Uh, you know, I, I come away thinking Kai Jones and then who else do I have? Keon Johnson would be the other one that I'd be kind of like really interested in at that 13 spot if the Rockets were to, you know, facilitate this trade with the Pacers. 
And for for a while, I was a proponent of no, there's no reason they they shouldn't you know utilize any of these picks to try and move on from from Wall or from EG. It doesn't make any sense. But if you're drafting Jalen Green, and if you already have Kevin Porter Jr., and if you still have John Wall and Eric Gordon on the roster at the start of the season, that creates such a logjam, such a roster crunch. And we haven't even gotten to guys like Kyrie Thomas, DJ Augustine, potentially Armani Brooks, if they decide they want to bring him back, which I think that they should. Um, you know, that's that's six, potentially seven guards in your rotation. And you want Jalen Green and Kevin Porter Jr. to be getting at least 30 minutes plus a night. So eventually you just don't have enough minutes for these guys. You're going to be running some three-guard sets with EG conceivably taking minutes at the three spot to be able to have enough time for all of these guards to play together. And then not only that, you want the ball in Kevin Porter and Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green's hands as much as possible. John Wall inhibits that. Eric Gordon inhibits that to an extent. So I think there's like an opportunity here that the Rockets potentially have with the Pacers if there's some legitimate interest in Eric Gordon. And maybe both picks is a little too high of a price to pay. Maybe they can get it done with just one pick, or maybe the Pacers can can float one of their second rounders uh, back to the Houston Rockets. Uh, do they have two second rounders? I thought they had two. Yeah, they do have two, 54 and 60. So, I mean, you know, maybe there's some way there to kind of grease the wheels a little bit further. But I keep coming away thinking it's a really great opportunity to go ahead and move on from Eric Gordon to put yourself in a better position for a better, you know, or at least have more options on the board at 13 than you would at 23, 24. Um, even if you do take somebody a little bit higher than they were probably mocked to be going. Cause I think, I think at 13 Kai Jones is a bit of a reach. And I think Keon Johnson is like a slight reach at 13. Um, I mean, maybe they go, they could go Garuba. Like, I don't know. There, there's different, there's a lot of different options there at 13. If you're the Rockets, which I find really, really interesting, but if they don't facilitate a trade and if they do have picks 23, 24, then there's a handful of names that I would be very, very interested in seeing the Rockets uh, take at 23, 24. I've also got two names that I do not want to see them take. And I'll tell you guys about that in just a second after a message from our friends over at betonline.ag because look, BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Got baseball season going strong right now. They've also covered, got you covered for UFC, MMA, you name it, they've got it over at BetOnline. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's time to get in on the action. And you can do that using promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your very first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your very very first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And final segment here at Locked On Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. Now, for these picks 23-24, if nothing happens by way of trade, if the Rockets do wind up ultimately taking two players at these two different picks, um, the guys that I'm really interested in here, and I've got five names, I would be ecstatic with any combination thereof of JT Thor, Trey Mann, Trey Murphy III, Jaden Springer, or Zaire Williams. That's where I come away from. I really like those five guys at 23 or 24, some combination, and I really wouldn't be upset with any two of those five. Now, if I had to sit here and 
if I had to rank my like preferred order of them, I think I'd probably go JT Thor first, then Jaden Springer, followed by Trey Murphy, then Zaire Williams, and then lastly, Trey Mann. So I'm lowest on Trey Mann of those five, but that's not because I'm just like low in general on Trey Mann. I just, I would like to see the other names ahead of him. But any, really, seriously, any of those five, I would be totally, totally comfortable with for the Rockets to select. Now, there's a couple names that have been, you know, kind of linked to those 23, 24 picks. And, you know, I've seen these names kind of thrown around a little bit. And there's two names that I do not want to see the Rockets pick. I don't want to see them take Sharif Cooper and I don't want to see them take Cam Thomas. I, and I'll start with Cam Thomas. I have, you know, I get it. Like the, the shot making ability is there. It's, it is impressive to an extent, but I don't, I don't like the, the degree of difficulty. I mean, he, he makes things really, really hard on himself is what I've kind of seen. And I just worry about that translating at the NBA level. I don't know how that's going to look playing for an NBA team. Some of the like the decision-making at times, I don't know if he's going to be able to rein it in at the NBA level. I get like J.R. Smith vibes watching Cam Thomas a little bit. So not super on board with that pick and would be a little disappointed if that's the direction the Rockets go with one of their two back-to-back picks. And then the other guy, Sharif Cooper, look, the playmaking is there, 100%, but the shooting is a bit of a concern for me. Not only that, I think that ultimately, right, I, I just spent a little bit talking about it with, you know, the the backlog of guards in John Wall, Gordon, uh, KPJ, and Jalen Green. You know, where do you reliably find the minutes for Sharif Cooper to have the ball in his hands to orchestrate the offense if ideally, you know, for 30 plus minutes a night, you want the ball in Kevin Porter Jr.'s hands to facilitate the offense? And that, again, still doesn't take into account the fact that John Wall is still here and doesn't have anywhere to go yet. So, I don't know. I don't like the lack of shooting comboed with the fact that I think putting the ball in Sharif Cooper's hands for however, you know, to, to let him excel at what he is good at, which is the playmaking takes away from, you know, reps for Kevin Porter jr. Or even by, you know, some extension, Jalen green to have the ball in their hands. So I come away thinking I'd like to get any of the other guys that are available there. JT Thor for the size, uh, Trey Mann for the shooting, Trey Murphy for the shooting, Jaden Springer, another great option. You know, I, I just, I would like to add more shooting around this Rockets young core and players who are just going to be able to kind of fill their niche role, right? Play some good defense, be spot up shooters offensively, but not just, you know, one dimensional spot up shooters, guys who can attack off the bounce a little bit, but don't necessarily have to have the ball in their hands to be able to accomplish something because the Rockets are about to have two like dynamic scoring guards in Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green who are going to be able to create for the rest of the team and who should have the ball in their hands for the majority of the evening. So that's kind of where I come away with thinking I don't really want to see either of those two names called for the Rockets and then I'd be totally okay with or even ecstatic with, I should say, JT Thor, Trey Mann, Trey Murphy, or Jaden Springer, or Zaire Williams at the 23-24 spots. So that's kind of where my head is at going into this draft. Now, final thing I want to do here is I want to try my best to actually predict the top, not the, not the top four, because I already kind of did that at the top. Um, I want to try and predict 
lottery picks, the the remaining ones, five through 14, because I had my list broken down. And so I want to see where, where did I put this down at? There it is. Okay. So I think this is my, this is my final prediction. I want to be able to revisit this and see how dead wrong I was. Um, So I've got at number five to the magic. I've got Scotty Barnes at number six to OKC. I've got book night. Uh, I've got Kaminga going at seven to the Warriors. Now, I will say as I'm doing this, this is preface this with no trades taking place, right? Just of the teams where they're currently at, this is where I've got everybody landing. Um, To the Magic at number eight, I've got Moody. To the Kings at number nine, I've got Shingun. To the Hornets at number 11, uh, I've got, or I apologize, Shingun at number nine. Uh, To the uh, Memphis Grizzlies at number 10, I've got Giddy. Then to the Hornets at number 11, I've got uh, Wagner, Wagner, sorry. Uh, I've got Mitchell going to the Spurs at 12. And then at 13, if the Pacers still keep it, I've got Garuba. And then lastly, I've got Duarte going to the Warriors at 14. So that's my final lottery mock five through 14. I'm 100% sure I'm going to get some of those picks wrong. I feel pretty good about most of them. Like I feel pretty good about the Barnes and the book night picks. I feel pretty good about the Kaminga pick. If the Warriors are still there at seven, I like Moody at eight Shingun at nine and Giddy at 10. I get a little shaky on those last four. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm going with. That's, that's how I'm sitting here rolling into NBA draft 2021. It'll be fun. It'll be exciting to see what's going on. Quick reminder. We've got our NBA Live Draft show brought to you by Built Bar. It's NBA. It's locked on NBA Draft 2021. Be sure to check it out. We'll be live in studio. You'll be able to hear from all the local expert analysis and everything after every single pick. Be sure to check it out. Check out our Locked On NBA YouTube channel uh, coverage starting at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then not only that, but post-draft, once the draft kind of starts winding down, I haven't decided if I'm going to start it immediately uh, after the draft or if I'm going to start it maybe somewhere in the second round as we're kind of just as things are winding down. Um, But at some point post-draft, I'll be going live from the Locked on Rockets account. Uh, We're going to have a lot of really cool names stopping by. Bindu Bose is going to stop in. Uh, We're going to have Apollo's Taylor Pate is going to stop in. We are going to have Ali Kambijani stopping in. We're going to have Samad Ali stopping in uh, and potentially some other big name Rockets accounts. So definitely want to check that out. We'll hear from each one of those guys, their reactions to the draft, uh, where they think the Rockets you know, won, where they think they lost, just what the other teams in the draft did. It's going to be a really fun conversation. It'll be really free-flowing. Uh, and then that'll be our episode uh, for Friday. But it's going to be cool, super weird because it's going to have like so many different voices on it. So we'll see how I chop all that up. But for today's episode, that is going to do it. As always, thank you so much for watching, for listening, and we look forward to having you back here at Locked on Rockets once Jalen Green is officially a Houston Rocket. But until then, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.